0: I try, the more I Welcome fall, to The Liberating Secret with your host, author and teacher, Sylvia Pierce.
1: The Liberating walls, Secret is dedicated to revealing the mystery the of the gospel, which is Christ in you, in the only hope of glory. Let's join Sylvia Pierce for today's outside,
0: lesson. Well, I see that I'm on again. Well, I just... I. I uh, just am um, asking you to bear with us. We've been having some technical difficulties, but you see, the Holy Spirit is always assuring us that everything is an opportunity for faith and to see God in all things. I mean, that's what we share and that's what we practice ourselves. So, we just, we're just thankful that now we're able to be on air, air with you. And sorry that I really can't see who's on. I don't have any feed. I can't see the feed tonight. But we intend to get all this together so that it will run more smoothly. Well, we've got Sharon again. I'm so glad, Sharon. So glad you're with us tonight.
1: I'm glad to be here. Welcome, everybody. Hope we can stay on. We're getting these things, these kinks worked out.
0: We are. By faith and by uh, trusting the Holy Spirit and praying and knowing that the angels are going to clear the way, and we'll just see how God does all this. Because everything is a miracle. I'm a miracle. Are you a miracle, Sharon? Absolutely. (laughs) Anybody that's born again of God's Spirit is a miracle, and we we live the miraculous life. And you know what to do with these kinds of situations really is what we're going to kind of hit at tonight and talk about how how, how, we, how we can actually see things instead of just seeing distortion and delays and frustrations. We're going to see as God sees. So that's what we're, we're, we will talk about that eventually. But let me remind you that next week, when on at six o'clock, hopefully at six, then uh, we're going to do, we're going to start our series, What is Man?, and actually, um, it's on the, the, the uh, website, on our website, theliberatingsecret.org, you will find that's that whole, those, um, not mp3s, what are they?
1: <laughs> P- uh,
0: PDFs. PDFs. Uh, I have the wrong acronym, you, you don't mind. Okay, the PDF. The PDF files are right there. And you can pull them off, make copies for yourself, put them in a binder. I think that will be easy for you to follow through. If you don't have any of this, you know, if you don't have a way to do that, then maybe write me and maybe I can send you a copy. But I'd much rather that you copy it yourself because, I mean, it, it, it just takes a lot for me to do that. But I will. I will do that for you. I mean, actually... I've made it into a tiny little booklet uh, like this. And this is nice, too. But if you type it out, I mean, if you print it out, it's going to be, you know, binder size. So, and I think you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy seeing the charts as I talk about them. And it's going to have all the scripture references right there. You won't need to be taking notes. So I think that's really important. I love to do that. You know, I do a woman's retreat at Polly's Island And I always tell people, you know, I like to give them, you know, just a a visual aid, because if you have a little visual aid, then you can can take notes on it, and it it just becomes more real to us. I mean, I still picture some of these little charts in my head when I get ready to teach something. So I think the Holy Spirit uses them that way. So that's where we're going to go, and that's what I want you to do. Now, Tell your friends to join this Facebook group, uh, Christ Our Life Ministries uh, Facebook group. Join it, and hopefully we'll be on at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. But of course, out west, it's a lot earlier. And if you're out west, bless you. And we know that Sharon originally came from California and Santa Barbara. And so uh, she's got some of her friends out there, and I think they're three hours earlier. Right. That's right, isn't it? Ooh, okay. So, uh, just get the charts off of our website, and um, so you can follow along with us. Okay, what what do we what are we doing here? What are what is this going to be about? Well, really, I'm speaking to Christians, Christian people that know the Lord, that have been born again, know God's Spirit, but yet still do not understand how to live the Christian life successfully, and, and are still wondering how in the world does this life work, and how can it work, and, uh, you know, there's so many people that tell us that we still have the old nature, we're always just, we're never going to get any better, we're never going to be transformed, but that's not what the Bible is talking about. It's talking about a transformation. And I always say, if there's no transformation in your life, there's no power of the Spirit because we're meant to be transformed. But the Bible tells us we're going to be transformed by renewing our minds. So when we come into Christ in the first place, you know, we have the heart of Jesus because he has come into our hearts. He has joined himself with us, you see, but our mind still, uh, we still think like the old man. So a lot of people say, well, you still have the old nature. No, not really. We don't. Nature is your heart, your, your power source from your spirit center. You see, that's your nature. And so, but our minds still need to be renewed to the truth. So what we do, we have the heart of Jesus, but we're still thinking like the old man. Now the old man is out, but his thoughts are still there in our consciousness. So we need a cleansed consciousness. Well we actually have that in Christ. We already have been cleansed and we and 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 but you see, it takes a while for us to realize what's wrong because we we live the Christian life, we try to do it the best we can. We do everything everybody tells us. We read our Bible, we pray all the time, we try to walk in the spirit, but yet, Things are just not right. I mean, sins beset us and temptations, you know, inundate us and we don't know what to do with them. We don't know what to do with our negatives. And and the thing that we don't realize is that Satan is actually attacking us from the outside. He no longer owns us. He he is not our master anymore, but he still tries to master us from the outside. And so he's always deceiving us and lying to us and until we know the truth we're going to be tripped up with those lies and we're and and even if we try to do the best we can it's not going to be good enough for yourself you're not going to be satisfied see we're meant to be totally satisfied people we're not meant to be halfway satisfied you know um i I wrote and i'll be glad to send anybody this if you want to email me and my email address is sylvia p at the liberating secret i have these three trifles i send out and one of them is called not i but christ and it really brings out the truth of galatians 2:20, exactly what we teach on the liberating secret but let me just read you the first part of this because i think it's going to tell you exactly what god intends for us to have First of all, I'm quoting Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther, the reformer. Uh, and, And this is what it says. Martin Luther, the father of reformation, once said, it is God's intention to have a race of Christ, little c, not the Christ. There can only be one the Christ. He's the head, but we're his bodily form. So in a sense, we're a little Christ or Uh, 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 we're the bodily form of Christ, actually. The Bible says that. You see, because we do not realize the full inheritance that we have in Christ and what you don't realize, you can't operate from. But let me finish reading this. It was God's intention to have a race of Christ, little c. Nothing less than this is true holiness and the gospel in operation. Holiness stands for Christ in you, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit, the, an identification with Christ in his death and resurrection. That's vitally important. We're going to totally talk about that, to know that we can identify with Christ in his death and resurrection. Life in the Spirit is really a thrilling adventure. Wow. Do you all believe that? A lot of times we think, oh my gosh, please don't let this happen again. I can't go through this again. Well, if you really can understand what God means and how he uses every single solitary thing that happens to you and means it to, to conform you to the image of the sun, you see, yet it is at the heart, there is a desperate seriousness. And this is serious. This is serious. Through the cross of Christ, we have received the spirit of sonship, and, by, and by, thereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. And if sons, then heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. So co-heirs with Christ, God promises us, this is what God promises, joy unspeakable, full of glory. I mean, do you experience that? I do. And I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you that God has transformed me to really understand and know the, this, these truths that have really, truly set me free, put me into the spirit of who I really am in Christ. And I do have joy unspeakable, full of glory, and a peace that passes all understanding. That's yours. That's not just mine. It's not just for me. And I'm going to brag about that. I, no, it's for the whole body of Christ. I mean, this is why we share this with the body of Christ. And listen to this. This is another promise. You will have all sufficiency for all things. Do you know that? Well, if you don't know that, listen up. You're going to understand. We're going to bring you the reality of how to know that. We also have all the fullness of God. Do you know that you have all the fullness of God? Wow. Of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And do you realize, do you reign in life? Or, do you, or does Satan rule you? Or do your temptations and your trials and your sins, do they rule you? Does Satan rule you? Or does Christ? Or are you defeated about yourself? Well, that's a question that each person has to ask. Are, do you know the fullness of of Christ living in you. Do you really know that? Do you really operate from that? Do you pull from that source? You see, we don't really have a sin problem as much as we have a source problem. We're not drawing from the right source, which is the fullness of who we have on the inside. Sharon?
1: Well, that's just making me um, question, Sylvia. So how do we draw from that? What's the how-to to do? ruling and reigning.
0: Well, we're going to get to that, but, but there's a lot for us to understand. Thank you. And keep, keep that question. And because that's a perfect question. Everybody wants to know how, you know, my, my good friend, Bill Bauer, and I did a series called, it's not a how to, it's a how who, and the who's not you. That's, that's our Dr. Seuss series. You see? Okay. So, uh, and that kind of answers it, but we want to fully answer that question because Sharon has this wonderful anointing where she asks questions, not that she doesn't know herself. She certainly does. She is a total knower of these truths and actually teaches teaches them as well. But she has this anointing of knowing exactly what everybody else is thinking and then asking the questions that others might be thinking. So just, you know, just keep it up, Sharon. We want to hear everything from you. Okay, we have self-reliance. No, I'm sorry. We have self-released from bondages unto liberty and an overflowing of the rivers of the Spirit. Do you have that? (laughs) That's what... God promises us. Are we falling short of what he promises us? We're going to we're going to get to the how to of it. But let's keep it keep it up. I love hearing all this because you know what? I live from this and you do too, Sharon, and you can too. You see, who are we? We're we're just ordinary people, really. Nobody any more special than you are. We're special to the Lord, but everybody in the body of Christ is special to the Lord. But we have we have we have gained the understanding, the divine understanding, because we we've had our consciousness changed from how we used to see ourselves, how we used to think about ourselves. We've we've had a cleansed consciousness, and actually the new mind of the spirit that has brought us alive to really experience some of these promises. Now listen, listen to this, and finally. We count temptations as and trials as all joy. What are you talking about? Well, James says that count it all joy. Well, people say, well, I mean, I don't feel like counting all this joy. I don't like this. I hate this. Hate what's happening to me. Well, it doesn't mean we're not going. We're we're going to like things that happen to us. But when you get the joy of the spirit of how God will take every negative thing, every thing that you've suffered, everything in your past life, everything that will come into your future through anything that might happen to you for glory. Because that, that, that all glory really comes out of suffering. Now, that's what Romans 8 says. Now, we don't like that. And people say that's not a very popular thing to talk about suffering. Well, I'm just talking about what Jesus told us that we would suffer. Jesus told us, I mean, maybe, you know, you've been hearing ministers say that we don't have to suffer. Well, uh, that's not what Jesus said. I think we better listen to what Jesus said. Okay. And learn how to turn temptations and trials into all joy instead of miseries to avoid and, and to, or just endure. You know, some people say, well, I'll just have to endure this until it's over. Nope. There's a way through it that you can know joy unspeakable, full of glory. Okay. Though always only the earthen vessels in which the excellency of the power of God and not of us, the excellency can never be us. This is the truth because we're simple vessels of the living God. This is what the new covenant is really about. I'm going to read that in Hebrews in a minute. We count... It is a privilege to bear in our bodies the dying of the Lord Jesus. My goodness, that's not a very popular subject. I mean, people are saying, no, I don't want anything to touch my body. Well, none of us want it, but we can either fight it, hate it, resent it, blame God, or get victory. And I want to tell you, when you get victory, you can be lifted above it. It's not going to, it's going to be a light affliction instead of a heaviness. As long as there's a great big me that's suffering apart from Christ, where did God go? Where did Christ go? You see, that's how we think. No, when you're joined together, even in the suffering that he's laying his life down and taking it up in you, the Bible tells us it's a light affliction. I have found that to be so. I have found that to be true. I've had many things that happened to me. And we could go on and on and tell all the things that's happened to us. The thing that we don't want to do is have anybody feel sorry for us. We don't want anybody to say, oh, poor you. You see, we don't want that. Neither do we want anybody to flatter us because, you know, we know these truths. We don't want that either. You see, we don't want the attention to me I'm the vessel that holds the living God and he speaks through us and he wants to share his glory with his body and that's exactly what we're doing. Okay, so we have this inheritance because all is centered in the one reality, our Lord Jesus Christ, crucified, risen, ascended. We now live this life in his bodily form as his bodily members, as if it was us. I like to say that. He's living his life through us as if it's me. It feels like me. It seems like me. It seems like it's just Sylvia, but it's not just Sylvia on Sunday (laughs) at all. It's Christ that has a message that has, has glory to share with the body of Christ, that really wants liberation, wants a released life instead of a life of fear and resentment and Why does this happen to me? And why is everybody else wrong? And why do they do me wrong? And me, 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 me. I mean, you can think about yourself until you're blue in the face. And I'm telling you, it will bring you nothing but defeat. It's not until you're lifted above a separate self into knowing your union with Christ. Are you really ever going to get the victory? So I'm going to stop reading this. This can be yours. Just Email me and I will send you this. I've got three of these these that I can send you free and I'd be glad to do that.
1: Just dropped. It was doing great. It was green, solid all the time. It well it was hot. It was
0: hot. <coughs> no, I mean the spirit was oh,
1: yeah. moving. Mm-hmm. You need to push the
0: internet, please. Say sorry difficulty
1: again
0: Sorry. Right. We, we need a sign that says <laughs> now it's back up. oh oh i see that we're back up again well we just had a little difficulty you know what we're praising jesus we're thanking you lord jesus for all the little hiccups because this is how life is. I mean, we're living in the spirit, but we're living right in the devil's world and he's trying to interfere. Well, we don't give any glory to the devil. We give God all the glory and all the praise and we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you that you're 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 the one. You're the master of all this technology. <laughs> Certainly not our IT man, although he's a wonderful wonderful person that Boy, does he stick with us and work with us all the time, and we just appreciate him, and God certainly just have mercy on our little i t guy and uh so we can have a clear, clear word tonight because this holy Spirit has something special for you tonight now, I want you to remember that any time we come on, I don't care if you're seeing my my series, and I'm in the book of Romans right now, and you know what? I'm watching some of those programs, and I get blessed from, from them. So if I'm blessed, I'm hoping that you're going to be blessed from them too. So, but tonight we're live. So I want to tell you tonight, God has something special for you. And of course, the devil always tries to interfere. No, we won't take that. God gets the glory. We're going to praise Him, and we're going to we're going to operate from rest and not from stress. Now that's exactly what he promises us. And it's ours if we can start seeing everything from the single eye of faith. And that certainly is a, a, something that we really need to talk about. And we will get to that, the single eye of faith, how to see through everything that happens to you and see God and see God's purposes behind it. Well, he has a purpose. I mean, he, he has a purpose for Satan to tempt us he had a purpose in Job's life, did he not? I mean, the things he put Job through, my goodness. Job never gave Satan any credit. Think about that. He said, he says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You see, he's going to trust him even though he said, it's God that is slaying me. You see, it was Jesus that that uh, God says that uh, the prophet Isaiah Says in Isaiah 53, he was smitten of God. So the cross was God's cross, not the devil's cross. So anything that happens to us doesn't have, we don't have to give the devil any glory. We can see through to see God. And we're jumping ahead. Sharon, do you have a question well, here? Well, just
1: to review a little bit what you were just saying about um, you said that we get, there's glory, we get glory out of suffering. And that there's victory. Mm-hmm. And it's really a privilege to suffer the sufferings of mm-hmm. Christ. How do you, when you first have something come to you that is a suffering, how do you how do you respond? How do you see through that?
0: Well, I don't see through it at first. I have a human reaction. <laughs> and uh, that's not wrong. Now, so many times we've considered that, oh my gosh, you know, like you're not supposed to be human. And you know what I say about that, Sharon? Everybody loves this. Give your humanity a break. You're going to, first reactions are going to be first reactions. I don't like it. I might, you know, complain a little and not like it. I don't have to try to like it. The thing that I'm not going to do is try to be better. I'm not going to try to do that. But I do know how to see through and say, now, wait a minute. Faith is always a second look. So let me take another look. Now, what does God mean by this? What is God saying by this? Well, that points me right to the Lord and away from my reaction. Now, if I hang too long in my reaction, certainly my husband will tell me. My good friend Sharon certainly might tell me. And I've told her a few things. Well, that's fine. That's okay. Because the real truth is I'm going to see God in everything that happens to me. That's going to be my final word. Now, that's going to bring glory. That's going to bring peace inside. That's going to bring, and then I can start understanding what that God really means the devil to attack me because he's always going to bring something greater out of it. You know, it reminds me of this great chapter and we're really kind of getting off of our subject because we were going to go into what it means to have a cleansed consciousness. But, but I do want, but I'm going to answer that because I think we have a scripture for it. It's right in Romans eight. When my mother actually was dying with cancer, she was saying, I'm not going to give the devil one bit of glory over this. I'm going to praise the Lord because what's happening to me is not happening to me. It's happening to Jesus. That's the key right there. What is happening to you is not happening to just you. If you think you're just you and not in union with Christ, then all you want to do is whine and feel sorry for yourself and you can never see through and you're going to be double-minded and stuck in your flesh reactions. We don't have to be stuck. You see, we can take a second look because I always say faith is a second look. Okay. What does God say In, in chapter eight of Romans in verse 18? This was my mother's verse and I want to say it to you. Verse 18, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time, The sufferings of this present time, not just suffering, but sufferings, plural, of this are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. And there was great glory revealed that was brought into being out of my mother's suffering and actually her death and has brought great life in her family. She paid a price um, because it's the Bible says this and people don't like these verses, but listen. We're always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Christ might be manifested through us and not just through us, but also bearing fruit out to others. And it also says that in John, if a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it's not alone, you see, if, if Christ, if this seed that goes to the ground and dies really has Christ behind it, is going to bear fruit, bear great fruit. And that's exactly what happened. My mother saw Christ in the whole thing. She wasn't going to give the devil any glory whatsoever. Just like Jesus wasn't either. When he said, the Father's cup, shall I not take it? When he went to the cross, he didn't give the devil any glory. And we're giving the devil too much glory. Doesn't mean that we can't see him. and It doesn't mean that we don't know his ways. We do know his ways. He's all. What Sharon? What were you saying to me earlier about the thing that Satan always wants to do? And be sure to get your uh, little uh, microphone.
1: I'm not sure what you're referring to. Oh, Sylvia. you're not.
0: Okay, I think you said he's always trying to make you think you're separate from Christ. Oh,
1: yeah, that we're not connected, that we're not in union.
0: That we're not in union, that's right. You said that. Which I'm,
1: is the ultimate temptation. It is. And then our thought patterns go into all of these things I have to perform, or I'm not a good person. Or, right. And so we go down what you're talking about, that old man thinking.
0: That's old man thinking. And we thinking. have a new mind. We it's a access. slippery slope, it isn't is. it? It is, it its <laughs> Satan gets us started, and then we just take, it's a slippery slope.
1: But I think we begin to recognize that as Christians. We begin to recognize that's not true. That that's is, not true that's right. about me. And so we move into what you're talking to, the mind of Christ, where we have mm-hmm. access all the time. We have a new consciousness. Mm-hmm.
0: That's new where life. we find joy, mm-hmm. praise, glory, peace, fruit of the Spirit. All is right there in, 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 as we're operating from the mind of Christ, actually. so um, And that's, we're certainly going to get to that. All right, but what I wanted to bring out was because the first chart that I'm going to do is called Cleansed Consciousness. You see, it's just like what you're saying, Sharon. We need a new mind. Okay, the old way of thinking is, oh, why is this happening to me? I feel so separate. Where did God go? And a lot of times we think God is walk Jesus is walking alongside of us. And God, the Father's in heaven, the Holy Spirit's somewhere inside of us. Maybe I'll pull Him out when I get into trouble. But basically, um, uh, that's how we think. Well, that kind of thinking is still thinking like the old man. And as a man thinketh, so is he. You're going to walk out at what you think, and you're going to be walking out who you're not instead of who you really are in Christ. And there was a long time when I walked out, walked out who I was not, and got totally defeated. And, um and and could not conquer myself and until God really showed me that uh, I have a whole new reality in me a heavenly reality that I can live from a heavenly power, a heavenly mind, a heavenly new man within the the inner man within and I was identifying myself with the outer man with my flesh so let me read you where it says it in in Hebrews Hebrews chapter 9 where it talks about, A cleansed consciousness. It says in chapter 9, verse 14, it says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offer himself without spot to God, purge your purge. What is purge? That means cleanse your consciousness from dead works, which it's all about me and how much I can do for God and for Jesus. To serve the living God, to truly serve God in your spirit and not in your carnal not from your carnal thinking. Oh, this is a good idea. This is what I think I can do. So much of that just goes to nothing after a while. You get the zeal and all of a sudden then it fades out to nothing. Why? Well, maybe it's wood stubble and hay. Maybe it's dead works. It's not the works of the spirit. Maybe it's because you're coming from the carnal mind which cannot please God and cannot come up with your own idea of how, or cannot come up with your own understanding of how life works and what you should do, what you should not do. We need to hear personally from God. It's a novel thought. Sharon, I remember when the day came and you said, I don't want to, you know, I love you, Sylvia, but I don't want to hear you teach anymore. Uh, Really? I, I have to hear From God myself. Now, I'm telling everybody there, everybody out there, you have to hear from God yourself. We're expecting to hear from God from each other, from, you know, even our ministers or somebody that we think is more spiritual from us. Or we're trying to find it. We're trying to find it. You see? When the whole secret is it's inside of you. It's a hidden treasure inside of you to really be able to each person have a still small voice and hear from God personally and know exactly what God intends for us. Maybe God intends for us to have a sabbatical for a while, maybe a long while. Maybe we've been so self-active with so much works that we've done. We've worn ourselves out and maybe it's time just to do nothing. I remember that time in my life, Sharon, when I thought I'm not going to do anything until I can't not do it. And a, my mentor told me that. That was a, that was wisdom. This is what we need. We need wisdom now. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit's wisdom to really teach us all things. Being led by the Spirit. Directed by the Spirit. And And this wisdom from my first mentor. He said, don't do anything until you can't not do it. Don't jump out on a good idea. Because in the early days we were going to have a bookstore and blah blah blah. He says, I've seen many a bookstore go out of business out of good ideas. Good a good idea about this and a good idea about that. Do nothing. Do nothing. You're better off doing nothing until you hear from God. You know, Elijah went into the cave he to hear from God. He didn't know what to do. Okay, he didn't, it did it not rain for three and a half years. He thought he was alone. He was half starved, but yet God fed him along the way. He had miracles along the way, but yet, what, was he the only one? And he goes into the cave to hear from God. And he thought surely God's voice would come in a thunder. No, nope. sometimes it does. It has in my life. Uh, sometime, and then he thought, "Is it going to come in a whirlwind? No. An earthquake? No. Not not all these powerful ways. How? It came. A still, small voice rose up inside him. You know what? You have to be quiet to hear that. Sometimes we're so full of noise ourselves that we have to be quiet to hear that still, small voice. And so when he heard it, what did God tell him? Oh, Elijah, you're not the only one. I've got seven thousand more that have not bowed the knee to Jezebel and, and the the God of Baal. I've got them out there. I've got them. So anyway, he heard from God. We need to hear from God too, but we need our minds are so busy with things we should do. We should not do. And the things that I can do, and maybe people are telling you, you know, you ought to do this and you ought to do that. And you ought to serve this way. And you ought to serve that way. Uh, no, don't do anything until you can't not do it. And you hear because you're able to hear from God. You are born again of God's spirit. And it's his job to speak to you in a clear way for you to know. So do nothing until you do know. Wow. Isn't that great? Now, that's a relaxed way. You think, gosh, that's hard for me to do. I'm just... You see, the zeal is in us so much. We just have to, we think we just have to keep going. The motor keeps going and for it to just calm down and just, I want to hear from you, Lord. I don't want to hear from anybody else. I don't even want to watch this streaming from this woman. I want to hear from you. When I say, just stick with me though. Maybe I can help you with a few things. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to put myself out of a business. The second episode that I've done. All right, so we need a cleanse consciousness. Now, let me read you this. The other day, um, it was not the other day, actually. It was s- several years ago. A good friend of mine said, Sylvia, do you love yourself? And she says, now, don't answer right away. Just think about it. So I thought, I don't know. And I thought, "Why? How come I don't know if I love myself? And then I thought, well, really, because I don't think about myself anymore. Like I used to always think about myself, what I have to do, what I should do, how I should be, how I should not be. I, 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 I. And you see, when the Lord set me free, I stopped thinking about me. So I didn't even know that I loved myself. And I thought, well, comparing myself to when I hated myself, I must love myself. Because I certainly don't hate myself anymore. Why? Because God is rightly using me. Now, that's what all of us want. We want to be rightly used by the Spirit. So we're not just thinking about me, fix me, help me, 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 me. Our prayer life is about that all the time. You see, this life really is to bring us to the point where we can truly be for others and not about ourselves all the time. So let me just read you this. And I gave you the first part of it uh, when I said uh, that I, I don't think about me anymore. I used to obsess about me, but now I'm unconscious of myself. Wow, that's a novel thought. The answer to my friend's question is really, yes, I do love myself because I accept myself and then forget myself and just be. So, yeah, I accept myself, but so I'm not interested in trying to analyze myself or or figure out where I am or where I'm not. I'm off of me because I'm not just me. It's Christ living here. Okay, so blessed is the day when I don't obsess about myself anymore. Blessed is that day. Now, truly that cha- that 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 happened to me because I have a cleansed consciousness. Now, I'm going to tell you this is, how, this is how I now think about myself. Now, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just telling you the truth because it's a miracle. It's not me at all that has transformed myself. I had nothing to do with this other than just believe God. The Holy Spirit did this. What do I think about myself now? Well, I think I can do anything. I really kind of think I can anything because I'm not alone. It's Christ is the power in me. I believe I have the sufficiency for all things. So, if I had to go to the, tell anybody anything, I know that I've got the power and the sufficiency because it's not me, it's Christ. What else? I don't have any fears anymore. I don't fear the future. I don't regret the past. I don't. I do have right self-confidence because I have a confidence in the in myself being in union with Christ. So I'm living by His consciousness, you see. I think that I'm pretty wonderful, really. But the wonder is the wonder of God in us, Christ in me. Is it just me on an ego trip? No, it is Christ's very own self, right self-consciousness or the new mind of the Spirit. I'm telling you, this is available to all of you. Am I saying that I never feel any of these feelings of weaknesses? Sharon, you know me. Am I real? Yes. Don't I, don't I, do I pretend or try to hide things? No, no, I feel these things. I might even talk about them. I just don't live in it and it doesn't rule me anymore. No. I am still tempted uh, at times to have fear, to worry, to be jealous, etc. But, and this is a big but, my temptations don't rule me. Instead, God uses them as attention getters in my life. Then I rightly use them as an opportunity for faith. My good friend, Brad Anderson gave me that phrase, an opportunity for faith. Actually, my mentor, Norman Grubb, used to say that all of our negatives is just a springboard to faith. Well, my good friend, Brad, I hope you're listening tonight. If you're not, maybe you can watch this another time. You know, I just want to salute you and thank you. And I know that the Holy Spirit has given you great light on this. And maybe one day you'll be here uh, like Sharon is. Okay, now this is a great reversal in my consciousness. This is what we need because deep in our consciousness, this is how, before we know who we really are, this is how we feel. I used to think of myself as a failure. I was usually wrong, regardless of what I did. If I spoke up, it was too much. If I didn't say anything, I, I should have said something. There was always shoulds and oughts to everything I did, and I was usually wrong. I was filled with insecurity. And let me tell you, when it's the devil tempting you, he will give you a general sense of, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You see, the Holy Spirit, if he wants to convict you of a sin, he will point out exactly what it is. Now, the devil will give you this sense of, oh, you're wrong. You're just always wrong. You see, it's the devil. And you don't realize it. I was filled with filled with insecurities. There would no way would I ever be a teacher or be on TV. Are you kidding me? You know, I was a failure to myself. How can this be? You know, uh, I I had no self confidence whatsoever. I was I I was wimpy. People would ask me a question. Well, I just don't know. I just don't know. So. I didn't, I didn't have any strong yes or no's at all because I was so in, insecure and unsure of myself. I never asserted myself because I thought of myself as not worth it anyway. I was always fearful, thinking I was doing the wrong thing anyway. I was always trying to get my husband to fill my insecurities. If he would only change, then I would be more secure and I would be better off. Never happened. Let me tell you, the greatest thing I ever got was a man that I could not change. Now, that's a very strange thing and very rare that any wife would say that. But I'm telling you, we need to have more women saying that because it's true. When we have men that we cannot change, you see, you'll be backed into the corner to find out how things really are transformed. And they're transformed by the Spirit of God and not by us trying to change people so to make me feel more secure? Are you kidding? He could have never changed enough for me to feel more secure. I would have, I would have, ne- it would have never ended. And he somehow knew that. Praise the Lord. Uh, what a miserable me! But now, what a transformation! This is what I'm talking about. This is truly the liberating secret. We can have a true consciousness change a changed consciousness from all that worry, fearful, hate, I hate myself mentality. That's all a lie. Anyway, we're believing a lie. We don't realize that. We don't even speak the truth. We just speak the lies all the time. And we're bringing into being those lies. It's a false reality about us, but it appears to be a true reality and it's only because I'm bringing it to being because I'm speaking it all the time and bringing it into being but it's still a lie it's a lying reality but but it's brought into being by our word you see we're going to talk about that too this is truly the liberating secret yes that's why I teach the liberating secret because I truly have been liberated you are not fully liberated until you can love and appreciate Your human right self. Your human right self. That's what Satan attacks is your humanity. Okay. Including all your human weaknesses. Oh, we don't like our weaknesses. Well, you're going to have to get used to it. You see, weakness is right in the kingdom of God. Human weakness is right. Strength is made perfect in human weakness. So we've got to get used to weakness. We fight it. We want to be strong. We don't want to appear weak. Men or women, we say men feel the same. Well, women feel the same way too. We want to be on top of it. We want to be knowers and know more than others. So that and we're so competitive, my goodness. Seeing how and, and let me tell you, we can see how opposites fit together as one. That my weak humanity is the perfect vessel for God's power and strength and wisdom to come through and bless others. Oh my goodness. So when I'm weak, I am truly powerful in the spirit. So weakness is right. I'm always weak. I never want to really, I I can always wake up in the morning and think I don't want to, I don't want to be on TV. I don't want to do it. And then I take a step of faith. And by the way, Sharon just sent out a video of Indiana Jones stepping on that invisible bridge remember that in which which one was that I
1: can't remember which series it was I want to say Temple of Doom but I don't think
0: I that's think right. it might have been the Temple of Doom we're not sure you remember that though everybody remembers it that's exactly if you could see his face the doubts the insic- he was in he just didn't know if it would really work but he kept hearing just take a step just take a step and which is a step of faith. And that's exactly what we're doing. Will it hold us? We don't know on that on the, that end. We don't know. We don't know. But all we know is we have to, and he had to. And of course, the bridge was the first step he took. There was the bridge between that gap. And guess what? That's what faith really is like. She sent that around to us. I don't know if that's legal, if you're taking off, off of a movie, if I don't it's know. It's just a
1: YouTube video. It's just a
0: YouTube video. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll say it's okay. But rem- you all remember that incident. Okay. So we will finally understand how this union with Christ works, how our humanity is meant to be weak, meant to be um, insecure about itself. Why? And I'm not going to try to be strong or I'm not going to try to be secure. I'm not going to try to say a bunch of good things about myself to build myself up. No, I'll just be weak. And the Bible actually says, be weak in him, but live by the power of God. So that's how we know that Christ is in us. That's how we're living and operating. All right. I'm not afraid of my human responses. Like if I have a reaction, I'm not afraid of that. Uh, So I don't try to get out of it immediately. I just kind of go with it, and then then all of a sudden I think, now wait a minute, I'm going to take another look at this. Oh wait a minute, and the Holy. When I can't remember it, the Holy Spirit brings it up in me. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh yes, right, yes. Uh, it's almost like we kind of forget. See through this and see God. Oh, that's right. The Holy Spirit reminds us. Okay, so I'm not afraid of my human responses because I am. A, I am safe. I'm safe. I'm safe because I will always use them for his glory. I'll know how to turn it around and use him. And when you go through this series, What is Man series with me, you'll know too. Okay, to be a free agent of the Holy Spirit. You see, when you're really free, then you're not afraid of your negatives, of your weaknesses. You don't consider your weakness, um, your, um, de- you're not afraid of it. And you don't, and Paul actually says, I glory in my weakness now that I understand God's ways. You see, this is God's ways of union, is that, yeah, we're going to feel the weakness, but we live by the power of God because God, Christ is in us. The Spirit is in us, always reminding us of the truth, causing us to take a second look of faith. Okay, and what when you're a free channel for the Holy Spirit, to operate through. What is the Holy Spirit doing? He is seeking and saving and healing those that are brokenhearted, those that need deliverance, those who are held captive, those who are blind, those who need liberation from satanic bruising. And praise the Lord, we come back as a superhuman other love being. Praise the Lord. Now, Sharon, you have anything to add to this, or really um, bring out more of this truth, because this is truly the liberating secret when when our consciousness has been cleared and changed so we can truly serve the living God, listen to this: that Christ himself paid the price by his own blood and body to purge our consciousness. From, from dead works, which is self-effort works, to, to serve the living God. That's what we all want. And then chapter 10 goes on to say, once you're purged, once you know that you're cleansed, and we can take it by faith that his blood has done that for us. Maybe you don't feel cleansed. Maybe your consciousness is all in confusion. Like, what is she even saying? Well, that's a human thought, and that's okay. Know this, clarity pops out of confusion. So you trust the Lord for the clarity and take a second look and say, Lord, you have put your mind within me. Now cause me to see as you see, cause me to hear as you hear, and thank you that you will. Wow. Now that's faith. We thank him that he already is. You see, faith says it's already done. You see, so It's not like we're looking for it to be manifested. We're saying it is done. It is done. And the Holy Spirit manifests it in his own way. So we are purged. Our consciousness is purged and we can truly know it. We can truly have a changed consciousness about ourselves and about our situation and about our life. You know, um, in October, this is, of course, this is August the... 25th, and in October, my husband and I, Scott, and I are going to go to Cuba. Wow, you say, that's a communist country. Yes, it is. Well, there are little pockets of little believers there, and they call themselves, they have little churches, but they can only have a few people in their churches. If they get too many, they come in and disperse them, so they can only have so many. Well, I'm with a wonderful friend of mine named... uh, Steve Scott, and he has a ministry called Selfless Community, and he's truly a selfless man. He gives himself for people all the time, just, just like my husband is too. So anyway, um, he's invited us to go, and we are going to go. And we're, he wants us to speak to the ministers and really teach Romans 5 or 6 through 8 to them and do group sessions, and really, and I've got an interpreter, and I really love this guy, his name is Glenn, and he's gonna, and he's gonna interpret, and of course, um, change my English into Spanish. And actually, I have a book called The Treasures of Darkness that's on my website, let me hold it up, right here, Treasures of Darkness, everybody needs this book, and I have it also in Spanish. So we've, we've sent over the Spanish version over to Cuba, and now the ministers, you know, want to hear me come and teach, and so that's what we're going to do. So I want you to pray for us. We will pray for you. We want you to have this liberating secret. We don't want this secret. We don't want this to be a secret any longer. We want to be this to be common in the body of Christ. We don't want it to be... Um, the minority. We want it to be the majority teaching in the body of Christ because this is because set free. And let me tell you, one time I was in Martinsville, Virginia. I have a good friend that lives there. She asked me to come and I was going to do a meeting. And there was a, a black man that a minister actually came with his wife and several of the people in his, um, his, his church. They came And on Wednesday night, they played some of my teachings and then discussed it. So they wanted to come and hear me. Well, I want to tell you, that night, his wife said, Sylvia, if the body of Christ could get a hold of it, could get a hold of it, it would change the whole world. And we believe that. We believe that. And so, um, I see I just, I don't have too much time left. But Sharon, do you have any questions or anything that we might? And by the way, we're going to have, I don't know, after a month or so, we're going to have a time where we just answer people's questions. Like I said, I can't i can't see the feed tonight. So bless you for coming. And hopefully you'll tell your friends to come and join us. Sharon, uh, hold it.
1: One of the things that you said, Zoe, that caught my attention. I love when you were reading the contrast between what the lie is and what the truth is about you and um, the question I had was um, you. one of the statements you said was the lie brought about our words so you recognize mm-hmm. those words of the lie and then you started speaking the truth by mm-hmm. faith yes that's really how the new consciousness comes in but we do have to recognize what we're feeding on
0: well you know what actually I, I got the truth first Okay. And let me tell you a story, and uh, this is kind of a common thing that people know. Uh, my daughter, years and years ago, I mean, she's about ready to retire now. This was when she first got her first job at the bank. This was her very first job. They taught her to get familiar with the true money, because when the counterfeit came, then you would know it. So that principle holds true in Christianity as well. When you are familiar with God's truth about you and in what God says about you, when the counterfeit comes along, you more easily see it. So I did not realize I was speaking lies all those years. I had no idea until I started learning the truth about myself and started speaking the truth. Then the Holy Spirit started teaching, speaking and teaching the truth through me. Well... So then when I hear a lie, I go, oh, no, it's only you, Satan. You don't have any part in me, you see. So that's why it's important to hear and rehear these truths because it will make you familiar with how God sees you, how God sees himself, how God sees what happened to you at the cross, and how liberated you really are, and how Satan has no authority, no legal rights over you whatsoever, unless you give them to him. And we do give them to him because we're always always speaking lies instead of speaking truth. So really, that's how you do it. Okay, do you have anything else, Sharon? I think
1: that's it. We need to wrap up and see if there's anything you want to say for next week and
0: all right, well, I'm going to start my chart presentation next week. It's called Cleansed Consciousness, and that's why I talked about that tonight. And um, I might even bring out Paul's life, because how did he get transformed? Because he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, steeped in the law as a lawyer. Actually, they were lawyers. So they memorized it. They said it to each other. You and they were steeped in the law, how did he get switched over to grace and knowing the truths about grace? How did his mind get changed? We're, we're going to talk about that first next week, and don't miss it. Get Tell your friends. Tune in. Now, my little daughter, I have a my youngest daughter, says, Mom, talk to the young people. And I think, well, Susan, you come and help me. <laughs> you come and talk to the young people. I feel like if you're, if you know Christ, you're going to understand what I'm saying. A lot of people say, well, I don't, I don't get it. Let me tell you, do this. Don't try to understand if it's not ringing true. Don't try to understand that could block you from getting this. Just listen by the Spirit and ask the Lord to show you and bring the truths to, you, to your mind so that you can understand. And a lot of times I will be, or the Spirit in me will be imparting seeds of truth in you and they will burst up inside you in, at a later date. That happens a lot too. So just know that the truths that are being said here are not my truths. They're the truths of the Holy Spirit. And He pass He plants seeds in people if you don't quite understand. And then He'll He'll bring it in your experience and it will pop then into your understanding. God wants you to understand His ways. We so much of the time want His acts. We want to see His miracles and we want to see people healed and raised from the dead and all the all the everything like that, the miraculous. Sometimes we get hooked on the miraculous. Well, this is really the miraculous, but it's not as showy, and it takes longer for it to really, uh, for us to finally really come into the full understanding of what this is about. People don't want longer. You know, the people, especially today, it's all microwave. Let's get it and get it over with, and let me move on so I can get this. You're not going to get this this way. This is going to be imparted to you, and you're going to get your own revelation in in what the Spirit is bringing out through this presentation. So I think our time's about over. Sharon, thank you. And by the way, next week, next Sunday, my good friend, and a lot of you know him, Richard Krupa is going to be here, but Sharon too. We want both. And we might have several people here in this studio, this small little studio. But we can see how many people we can get in here. Well, I love you all. Pray for us. We will pray for you. And let me end with a thanks, prayer of thanksgiving. Oh, Holy Father, Holy Spirit, and Holy Jesus, how we love you, how we praise you, how we know that your spirit is ministering to your people. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you will never leave us orphans that you've adopted us into into yourself and you have you've caused us to be accepted into you cause us to know that total acceptance that total love that you have for each one of us thank you for this teaching and open up the eyes of our understanding open up our heart and our eyes the true understanding the divine understanding that comes with the anointing of the spirit So we just praise you for that, and we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that you are being blessed by The Liberating Secret. If you would like to have for yourself my books, booklets, or any of my TV or radio series, check out our website's bookstore. Our TV shows are also on our YouTube site. And be sure to get The Liberating Secret app for your phone. We have an annual Louisville conference in June, as well as a biannual women's retreat at Polly's Island, South Carolina. Come for a weekend or a week of study, fun, fellowship by the ocean. We also have a weekly Bible study. See our website for times and location. My husband and Scott and I would love to come and share the liberating truth to your fellowship church our home group. Please call or contact us through the website. If you would like to donate to our ministry, make your checks out to Christ Our Life Ministries, Post Office Box 43268, Louisville, Kentucky 40253. Please pray for us and we will pray God's very best for you.